God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson, and I've got a treat for you this week. I've got Joe, uh, the co-host of the Buddy Walk with Jesus podcast and the host of Kingdom on the Road. Welcome to the show. God bless you, Brother Joe. How you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem at all, man. Uh, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, actually, I was just checking out uh, one of your episodes lately. You took on the uh, the Robbie Zacharias uh, uh, conversation. That's that that's that's big boy stuff there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know I've been of the mindset lately that if you if you see what's going on and you don't say anything, you're part of the problem because. Kingdom citizens need to learn to be comfortable getting uncomfortable and sometimes having to raise the alarm bells of things that are going on within the kingdom. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, that's a that's a that's a major issue. That's not our topic. Well, actually, that that, that does kind of go into what we're going to talk about today. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. How about you tell uh, tell the folks who you are, because some people know who you are, but not everybody. <laughs> So um, I am, like you said, uh, one half of the team behind Buddy Walk with Jesus, um, as well as the host of Kingdom on the Road. Um, I have known God, uh, God adjacent most of my life, but I've actually known God for the last three years. And uh, let me tell you, it has been, it has been a wild ride ever since, mm-hmm. you know. Awesome. Awesome, man. When you when you come to know Jesus, I mean, really come to know him, your life is never the same. I I, uh, I heard an analogy one time that, you know, a guy if a guy comes to you and says, hey, man, over the weekend, I got hit by an 18 wheeler and he's standing there and talking to you, then I don't believe him. And if a person gets to know Jesus there's no way they could be the same. When I look at them, they're going to be different. They're going to be a changed person. Um, and so that's that's what it's all about, man. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, for real. So I used to think that it was a little bit ridiculous when I would hear people talk about, just let your light shine. Just be different. And I'm like, okay, that's nice flowery talk, but whatever. Until I actually had that come to Jesus moment when I realized, oh, hey, there's hope. Oh, hey, there's victory past all of the nonsense, past all of this stuff. There's something more to all of this. I say that when I got saved, my world shattered in the best yeah. possible way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing was ever the same again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and me me, and you too. Me, uh, I, I have friends ask me, man, what happened? What happened, man? How did that happen? How did how did you change? I know other people that started going to church and I, I didn't. But for me, I didn't just start going to church. I met Jesus. And when I met Jesus, yeah. everything changed. And my life became uh, what most people would call radical. You know, uh, I spent days in front of my apartment um, handing out water bottles to strangers and asking, can I pray for you? Can I can I tell you about Jesus? People thought that that was crazy. But. I wanted everybody to experience this Jesus that I had met. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No, and absolutely. For me, um, I had seen way before getting saved um, just the sheer how how incredibly easy it is for religion to take a hold and for that for that routine to be able to to, to live that character. Um right. And then I had that come to Jesus moment and I realized, oh, hey, you know, there, the, like I said, there's hope. And I, I, you know, I used to walk around a very angry dude. You know, I, I used to talk about the beast deep down inside yeah, me, yeah. the thing that was made up of all the hate, every ounce of resentment, everything. And I, I tried everything to get rid of that thing. I tried every drug, every drink, every thrill. And that's why I call Jesus the Beast Slayer, because it's the only thing that <laughs> Jesus was the only thing that beat that. And I realized that that's something different that you experience out of people. That's the sound of victory blaring deep from in their spirit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it is evident. It is different. 
Um, the flavor and the taste of it is authentic and it is real. I mean, you cannot fake it. it. It's like, I know Jesus. And so, man, I love what you're saying already. <laughs> I love what you're saying already. Um, tell, 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 tell the listeners about your podcast, because um, not everybody knows about your podcast in both the projects that you're working on. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Buddy Walk with Jesus is about a year and a half old. Um, I've known my co-host for uh, about a decade. We met doing a, a um, spiritual formation academy, kind of like a master certification in, in spiritual formation. Um, and I completely fell away, walked away, did my own thing. But he and I always kind of Stayed, stayed in touch because he was that one guy that you could talk to that you knew wouldn't judge it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I used to talk about how Edgar would make the hair on the back of your neck stand up in the best possible way because he was just, just had that, there's something about him. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. And, um, you know, long, long story short, I get saved and I'm now left with this question of, okay, what now? I, I survived this thing that brought me on, on the journey to the cross I survived this. Now I've got this relationship and I've got my whole life ahead of me. What now? And that started this journey of trying to answer that question. And that has brought me in line with, with Edgar starting this, this mission of letting people know that um, God is not about a morality check. God is not about a to-do list. God is not about a required daily reading amount so that way you can finish the Bible in a year. We are called into such a dynamic and intimate relationship with God. Jesus said, you will do greater things than me. Jesus brought people back from the dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so you can't, we, we've, there's, there's been a, a very big travesty for a while now of trading in intimacy for morality. And so... In a world where there's a million different voices out there, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm on a podcast, I love podcasting, I think that's a beautiful thing that we can get our voices out there to further the kingdom, that's a beautiful thing, right. but never lose sight on the fact that the scriptures are the benchmark, yeah. the scriptures are the true north, do not substitute somebody else's take on scripture, you need to dive in, you need to get into that, because when you do... That relationship, there's a reason why marriage is um, the, the, the representation of our relationship with, with God. And, and think about how, for all of you guys listening that are, that, that are married out there, think about how intimate of a relationship that is. Right. That's, that's a reflection. You know what I mean? And so that we, we, we say on the show, read scripture, read scripture, read scripture. So we're all... For us, we want to bring the listener in, you know, two guys talking at a coffee shop table, listeners, the third guy in the room, and just cutting it up, raw conversation, yeah. cultivating kingdom intimacy. Beautiful, beautiful. And, th and that's why I wanted to bring you on. I know it was a God thing that I even found you, and, and I didn't even real I didn't even know, you know, how, how, how much of an impact your podcast was making in the world. I just heard... A guy, uh, I just heard some guys that love Jesus. That's what I heard. And I was like, wow, how do I get in touch with them? How do I connect with them? How do I, you know, have a conversation? Because that's the kind of thing uh, that we need. W one of the things that I think is missing from the average believer is that they don't have anything in their walk with God that makes other people want to walk with God. <laughs> it's like, your walk looks boring. It looks like you're always suffering. It seems like you're always going through. There's no excitement. I was sitting down with a guy today and he looked across the table. He says, man, do you ever, are you ever down? <laughs> do you ever? And I said, you know, yeah, every now and then, every now and again, right. I'm down. But for the most part, because I, I wake up early, I try to get in God's presence. I try to t stay connected to him. Man, my, my, my meter is always up for God. You know, uh, if I let life get me down, life can get me down, right? Life can oh, get yeah. us down real easily. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, life, like like Rocky said, life will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and that that joy that radiates from victory, that's real. You know what I mean? I I never I never experienced it, so I didn't think it was real. And then I realized, oh hey, beyond all of anything that this world dishes out, there's something bigger, there's something stronger, and guess what? I don't have to be in control. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I shouldn't thing. be the one that's in control. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, and, and that's why I even respond, you know, I, of course, you know, I get, I get the message, I start checking out your stuff, and I'm like, dude, this guy gets it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not everybody that just, you know, has, has a, a religious podcast gets it. Right. But like, there's a, there's a layer there to this that that goes beyond what is typically um, handed out in the American church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of the people that I bring on, a lot of the people that I connect with, a lot of what I try to express to people is this rhythm, you know, that you're walking with God. Yes, I study the word of God daily. I'm in the word of God. Uh, but the word of God doesn't make me stale. The word of God inspires me and causes me to want to step out of my box and do something for God. Because, you know, one of my favorite books, and I know this is probably one of your favorite books, is the book of Acts. Right. The book of yes. Acts. Yes. They are going for it. They, they, they are just going for it. The, the great, the small, the well-known, the unknown. Everybody is just trying to serve the Lord with everything that they have. And that's what we want to inspire people to do with our voices on these podcasts and YouTube channels and, and networks that we have the chance to speak on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's to, to round it out to the second to the second show that I host, Kingdom on the Road. This whole thing was born out of this out of this idea that, you know, we're coming off the heels of a year that in our generation has never been experienced right, before. Right, right. And for all of the other discourse and nonsense about the last year aside, we have proven that humans do better in community. Yes. <laughs> and Christians were presented, I'm going to say this, American Christians, because Christians in other parts of the world have experienced this at different times. But we've never really been um, persecuted for our faith in this, in this country. So we right. haven't really had right. to experience right. a time where the collection of the saints is taken away. Right. The building is taken away. The ability to come together is taken away. And we experienced that. And so for me, now I'm left with this question of, okay, you stripped away in one shot. You took away the building, the routine, the pleasantries, Ooh, the, all of it. All of that is now away. What does that leave you with? That leaves you with God. And for a lot of Christians, that's super uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And, and it was uncomfortable for me, too, because, okay, so here my wife and I are finally settled at a church. I'm serving on the worship team. Work, I'm doing the marketing for the church. Like, like everything's on cruise control, right? And then I, I start to feel this, 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 uh, this rumbling you know, in my, in my spirit, like, okay, take it in now. Right. Right. That something's about to happen. <laughs> not, not, you know, nothing weird, but like, so in a month, two months later, um, the leadership of the church gave up on the church and then COVID happened and then the lockdown happened. And I'm like, okay, wow. you know, it, it, given me and I know how passionate I am, I know in that moment, if it would have been about me, I would have been really upset when I heard when I heard that news. But when I heard that news, this light bulb went off in my head like, OK, game time. Now we're about to see what. And I was brought along a collection of the saints. We called ourselves the Island of Misfit Toys. We were a small group that um, uh, with the church that we just kept meeting and all of that. And we realized at one point that this thing looked a lot more like the book of Acts than it does the American church model. <laughs> and there's something to that. And it, it taught me that there is something to Christians doing life together. Yeah. And on Kingdom on the Road, we want to show people that 
we want to expose Christians to other Christians, right? We've had people on that believe in free will. We've had uh, we uh, we've had people on that believe in predestination. We have people that have a different have different theologies, and I'm uh, don't I love a good. I love a good rousing theological discussion. Yes, <laughs> it's all it's all brothers. It's all it's all brother. You know what I mean? It's all family, and it's and and that's that's the barometer that we have this unity in the kingdom that man cannot create, man cannot cult or man can cultivate it, but it, we're not responsible for it. So it's beyond us, and we need to come together. As as a kingdom, as a church, the 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 universal church, and come together and stop sitting there from our own echo chambers, <laughs> sniping at one another, talking about you should have done this, you could have done that, and come together unified. Yeah, and and, and I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, one of the things that at the beginning of the year I just felt in my heart that God wanted to do something more with my podcast, and I changed the name. Um, from the from Love Thy Neighbor to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. And the reason why I did that is because the thrust of this year is connecting with other believers that want to love God and love their neighbor as themselves. That's the requirement is that you want to love God, love, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, um, I do a lot of uh, theological teaching on there. So I sprinkle that in there, too, you know, so that there's those that that really want that because some people want that. And and, and I'm, I'm a big I'm, I'm big in the theology. Like you said, I love a great uh, theological discussion. Especially when we get into the, the deep things of, of what the scripture says, Greek and Hebrew. But the most important thing that I love is fellowship with other believers. When I could connect with somebody who just loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind and strength and wants to love their neighbor as themselves, we can hang out. <laughs> we we yeah. can do some things together, you know, and some of my greatest interviews, my some of my greatest conversations on air are with those type of people. And I think that's why uh, that's what really attracted me to getting a hold of you. And when you responded, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Um, and so it kind of brings me into what our conversation was supposed to be about. And we're talking about it is authentic relationship with Christ that goes beyond all the props, all the, you know, uh, all the, the, the trappings. It's just, you know what, if you did take everything away from me, I still have Christ. And yeah. I believe that that's the type of person that you are. That's the type of person that I am. And that's the type of person that we all should be because one day we're going to be with him 24 <laughs> seven, 365 days. It's going to be endless. And are we really ready to, to have that relationship full time? If we're not doing it, if we're not striving for it now. Yeah. So when you, when you play the character, right, when you're a Sunday morning Christian, the wheels fall off at a certain point. You yeah. can't keep that up. You hit the wall. You hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You the, Eventually, you'll realize that it's hollow, that it's hollow works. And for me, I realized that good, bad, or indifferent, the God of the universe knows me. Yes. And 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 more more specifically, more specifically, loves me. Now, when you take that into consideration and you take you you follow that out to its natural conclusion, right? We are part of the family. Now, I know for a lot of people, um, that kind of paternal relationship with God is kind of a hard one if yes. you've had yes. if you've had past hurts, you know what I mean, yes. in, in a flesh and blood sense. And sometimes there's there's this urge to um, project. You know what I mean? Like you hear dad or you hear father or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but at the end of the day, past father, there is creator. Yes. God created everything. And God said, no, I'm not going to have heaven without my creation. And as somebody that values shared experience as well as um, proof of, con like, evidential, evidential proof. Well, if you were looking for those two things, for somebody like me, that's exactly what you get. Yeah. 
with Christianity, right? I've, I, I've experienced the, um, I've experienced the pain of losing a kid. So I can relate on that level that you, you you know, God, God went there. God did that. That was a thing that happened. And then on top of it, I have fought with every religious text that you can think of. I have wrestled and I have pulled and I could poke holes in every single one of them except for the Bible. There is no thread to pull. You cannot beat it to the point where it takes more evidence to believe or to not to believe or it takes more faith not to believe than it does to believe. Right. And when you figure that out, when you say, okay, this is it. I now am a part of the kingdom. I take on the responsibilities and the guidelines of the kingdom and I walk forward in step with God and you seek to know his character. We ha- we serve a God that doesn't ever hold back from us family. Come on. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And and we we have the ability from Genesis to Revelation to see the character of God. Yes. And it's constant. And so when you embark on that I have found that when you earnestly seek to understand him, to know what he says, to just to just live with him, not have your rule book, but actually live and commune with God. Yeah. God talks. God is I, I used to think that it was only the holy elect. Right, that right, right. God's, <laughs> God's personal number sort of thing. And I, you know, God doesn't talk to the heathens like me, sort of sort of thing. And then, then my eyes were open when I actually cracked the Bible and saw that two of the the um, pillars of the early church were a knucklehead <laughs> that rejected Jesus three times, yeah. and a murderer. Nice. Come on. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on point, man. And I, and I think that's what's missing is that we're setting standards for people. And for ourselves, instead of telling people, get to know the Lord and whatever hard work is going to be done, you're going to get it done in this growing relationship with God. The things that will need to be changed will be changed, not because somebody said change them, not because you're checking a box, but because out of love, you say, well, I don't want to offend you because I love you. I don't want to do this this way because I care for you. Like you were talking about the husband and wife relationship. Why is that the metaphor for Christ in his church? Because it's a relationship that's built off of love and respect. Right. And so the more I respect you, the more I, I, I want to go slow. I don't want to offend you. I don't want to do things that you know make you uncomfortable. I don't want to jump out of line. And the more I love you. The more I want to serve you and do for you and and, and what can I do for you? to? I used to tell people, I was like, we're always asking God to do something for us. When are we going to ask God, what can I do for you? You know, and and I really believe for both of us, that's where our podcast came from, is that we want to do something for God. It wasn't that we wanted to get our name out there or do anything. We wanted, what can I do for God? How can I help people to love God? How can I help people to see another side of him? That's different than what culture has been uh, portraying. And, and, and people say, well, wow, I want to get to know to know God based upon what you guys are saying. So, yeah, I have had I've had a particular blessing in being able to do this podcast journey with Edgar. He is of the older generation. He's an older saint that has been walking with the Lord for years. And so for me, being 32, being a fresh Christian by that point when we first started the podcast, to be able to sit there with somebody who's walked the paces and to be able to experience kingdom through the lens of somebody who's been there and done that and experienced and experienced some of the same hell that this world has to offer that I have, but is still walking out of it saying, Every single bit of glory to God. Yeah. God is first, last, in everything. In everything. And, you know, we talk about how on the on the show we talk about, okay, so when, when you talk about your story, right, 
who's who's the main character of your story? And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, I I am I'm I'm the main character of my story. Well, look at that that for a second though. Think about the things about life that don't make a lick of sense, and then take yourself out of the main character role for a second. Put God in there, and suddenly a whole lot more makes sense. Right. 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 I, and I love that. Uh, I actually was listening to somebody the other day and they were talking about I'm not the hero. Right. Jesus is the hero. And, and if we allow Jesus to be the hero, then we can then let him be who he's supposed to be. Sometimes I, I think we we think that everything is supposed to revolve around us and not revolve when it revolves around him. Like you said, it makes more sense. It's like, oh, OK. That makes this whole scenario different, especially when it comes down to tragedy and suffering. Um, we, we we had Resurrection Sunday this past week and, um, you know, it was a blessed, you know, blessed day. And our theme for this month at our church is a resurrected life. And one of the things in my research, I found out that in America, uh, according to uh, uh, this article uh, from 2020, that said that an average of 2.4 million funerals are done um, in America every year. Now, that had to double or triple when COVID hit, right? You know, there's been over 2.8, you know, million people. um, And I've lost family members uh, to COVID. And so a lot of times in these situations, people are wondering, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? And one of the reasons they're asking that is because they are the main person in their story. It's about how it affects me. And you're asking, well, God, how come you're not doing something for me when it's bigger than us? And so I know you run into that all the time. You know, where's God in this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So this this past year has been I, 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 too, have have lost people to COVID and you know you look at the rubble that has been left behind in the wake of the devastation of the last year yeah and it's very easy to turn to self and say God why why have you forsaken me yes why have you forsaken the world yes and there's something low-key narcissistic about the expectation of salvation, expecting God to pull you out of the fire, so to speak. Um, The fire refines and that doesn't, the, the Christian life is never, is never guaranteed to be one that is um, smooth sailing for, for Christians and understanding that, Understanding how the actual relationship between God and man works and why God's grace is so important to the whole thing that the fact that we did not deserve it, all of us, you know, there's a reason why the Bible says to die to yourself, die to self. Well, (laughs) if you aren't serving God, what are you serving? You're serving self. Yeah. There's two kingdoms. There is the kingdom of darkness in the kingdom of his dear son. Yes. This life is binary in that way. There's tons of shades to gray to life, but that is a binary thing about this existence. And understanding that, understanding why all of that is so significant changes the entire equation. It changes the entire paradigm to how you view all of this, you know, they say that, you know, you're guaranteed life, liberty, in the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible doesn't, doesn't, doesn't give guarantee. you those things. Right, right. The Bible gives you kingdom. God says you, 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 have, you have me, and that's everything we've ever needed. But those are, th- those are not things that are, bi- that are biblical. And understanding that, that separation between what the world offers and what God offers is very important to how you cope with life coming because life is never going to stop coming. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, if you listen to any measure 
of t for any measure of time to buddy walk, you're going to understand very, very quickly just how much and to just what extent I detest religion. I stand completely against religion because religion says do. Jesus says done. You are a slave to tradition and man-made law under the burden of religion. And I think for me, it's a little bit different. I didn't grow up in the church. It's a, it, it, in, in the stereotypical kind of way. Like, like I said, God adjacent, but... I didn't, it, there was no, there was no real authentic, authentic relationship there until right. a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's an interesting comparison. My wife ha did grow up in the church. She, she has known about God her entire life and all of that. And for me, I see this, I see this world in a different way because of the fact that I've walked the paces without God. I have seen what life is like without God. And, yeah. and likewise, I have seen th how easy it is to have religion that living out this life and truly, truly living, tr because you, you, this world has enough to cripple you. This yeah. world has enough that you, you will crawl in a hole, especially after this past year. I don't yeah. understand how a single person made it through this last year without God. God understanding God has brought me through a year of asking me. It started off with a question. Do you know me? Mm. Yeah, of course, God. Of course I know you. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, hang on. Do you trust me? Whoa, that's different. Yeah. That's a completely different question. And trust is this thing that is three and four dimensional that you can trust that God will will is with you even if the healing doesn't come. Even right. if the the miraculous intervention doesn't happen. And that's hard for some people to wrap their mind around. That's why some of these false theologies fall apart. It, things like the prosperity gospel, things right. like that. Those things fall apart because Jesus' disciples, most of them were martyred for they they died for their faith. They died alone, <laughs> alone and broken. Broken, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and I think you know uh, the the way you say it and the way I say it, it, it is different, but we're saying the same thing because I believe that religion without relationship is empty and worthless. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that there's a, there's a religion that God approves of, you know, visiting the orphans and the widows in their time of need, keeping yourself right. unspotted, you know, uh, but most people they're walking in this traditional robotic, um, empty shell of a thing, you know, that has, that has no substance to it. And I think that's what you're talking about. There's no substance yeah. to it. There, there's no real relationship to it. And so the, the, their heart doesn't break for Jesus or for the things of God because of relationship, uh, they are strict and oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I want to yeah. do right. So, you know, one, one of my atheist friends, and yes, I have atheist friends. Um, he said, yeah, well you, you Christians, you, you Christians are allowed to have atheist friends. Yes. Get out of here. Yes. And, and they should, they should, they should have exactly. friends from all walks of life. And, 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 and he would say to me, he said, well, you Christians do right because you don't want to burn in hell. And I said, I'm sorry, but I do right because I love God and he loves me. I don't even think right. about burning in hell. That's not even in my right. vocabulary that, that, that does, you know, and I'm not going to debate whether there's a hell or anything like the scripture says what it says and we'll just leave it there. But for a Christian, yes. hell is not our focus. Our, no. Paul said that I might know him. Right. Yep. In the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, that I may be conformed to his death, that I may one day uh, uh, rise to the uh, resurrection from the dead, that I may obtain him in the way that he has grabbed a hold of me. I want to grab a hold of him. And that's what we're supposed to be all about. We're supposed to be trying to know him. I want to know all about I want to know why he loves me the way he loves me. I want to understand those things so that I can share it with other people. And articulate it so that they can love him because he loves them. The Bible says he loved us first. 
you know? And so uh, this stale version of, you know, mm, you know, don't do anything. You know, uh, and, and we're not even going to get into, you know, uh, the gifts of the spirit and things like that. And you got hyper charismatics and then you got charismatics with seat belts on and you got all this crazy stuff. Just love God and go for it. And don't be afraid of how he expresses himself back to you and through you. Right? Right. Right. Salvation and that moment of coming to the full understanding that I am a sinful person. I'm a sinful creature. And I I am nothing without God. Right. Nothing. And understanding <laughs> the sacrifice that was made that Jesus walked this earth, flesh and blood, didn't do a single thing wrong and still was and still was brutally killed and beaten and died. So that way, people 2,000 plus years later who have no hope can have hope. Yes. That, there, when you experience authentic hopelessness, mm. wow. understanding hope becomes a whole lot different. Uh, that's why, for me, um, Amazing Grace is yes. so important to me. You know, you were talking about the resurrected life. Um, this season is very important to me. It was a couple of weeks before Easter three years ago that I was saved. And I, I remember what how broken I was when I hit that church thinking that, you know, maybe the pastor will say something, you know, say something nice, make me feel good for a minute. You know, thinking <laughs> that I think, you know, what did I have to lose sort of thing. And then the 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 pastor gets up there and starts talking. First things out of his mouth, I struggle with faith. Wait a minute. That's a pastor standing right, up there saying right, that. Right. And I've been the person that's like, okay, what if it's all what if it's all wrong? You know, the mind's a powerful thing. The powerful right. suggestion is a powerful thing. And what what if I what if I bank eternity on something that doesn't exist? Man. And then I realize, wait a minute, somebody else somebody else who, who teaches other Christians thinks like that too. That's I'm not the, I'm not the only one. And then what happened next was an hour of me finally hearing, actually hearing for the first time the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. If that that and that that is the thing that changes your life. But that moment of salvation where you cross from death to life is the start of the story. Right. The relationship with God and how that affects the way that you do this whole human thing, that's the story. That's what comes next. Yeah. You know, not to devalue salvation in any way, shape, or form. No, it is no. not... Um, it is not fire insurance. It is not uh, <laughs> right. checking a box so that way you're right. protected. Right. It is the start of the best love story that has ever existed. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and scripture backs that up. Peter says, clearly, he says, add to your faith. Right? Mm -hmm. He says, add to your faith virtue and long suffering and patience and goodness and brotherly kindness. And so he in the scripture says the same thing that that salvation is the starting point. It's not the ending. It's the starting point in growing in this relationship that will walk you right out of this life into eternity with God. And I think I love what you said about hearing the gospel, you, you know, on 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 Resurrection Sunday. The gospel must be preached because critical to everything that we do is the resurrection. Paul said it clearly. He said, if, if Christ did not raise, then we're pitiful. We might as well yeah. eat and drink because we're going to die tomorrow. And so there's something about understanding that when Jesus got up, Jesus basically getting up from the grave puts a stamp on everything that he said before them. You know, uh, we, we were studying through it and he said that he is not here. He is risen as he said. He said he was yep. going to get up. And when he did that, there was a stamp put on everything that he said. Your sin, because he said on the cross, your sins are forgiven. He said it's finished. Right. And right. so he showed you it's finished by walking up out of that tomb and showing you that all power is given to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it immediately validated in one instant the entire Old Testament as well. As well, It's always yes. been pointing to Jesus. And 
understanding that, understanding the gospel should have an effect on how how it is that you operate and the kinds of the willingness that you have to spread the word. You know what I mean? Yes. Like not every single person is called to, you know, be a pastor, be a speaker, that kind right, of thing. Right. But all of us are called to go out and make disciples. Period. All of us <laughs> are called to love on others first, everything else second. And that's for me something that has that God has been opening my eyes to when, you know, I really feel like he called me to start this Kingdom on the Road project, not just for other people, but for me too. Because it's real easy when you look around at the global, uh, the, go the global climate of Christianity right now and be like, how long, how long, church, do they need to be playing our song before we stand up right. and we actually do something and be the church? Forget about who you voted for. Forget about masks. Forget about your opinion on a virus. Right. We're, Jesus is more important than all of that. Right. Loving on people first and coming around people. Again, that rubble is there. People are devastated right now. And this world is hurt. And the only thing that can help it is God. Yeah. yeah. And I'm realizing that even when it's other kingdom citizens talking nonsense, <laughs> the gospel doesn't change. It doesn't change. Regardless of whatever sin that person is that you're struggling with or, the, or that person, person struggling with that you're talking to, the gospel doesn't change. And understanding that all of us are sinners in need of God, that changes the way that you approach people. It, it, you know, I'm not does. saying that I've got it all figured out. You know, I've I've right. put safeguards in place for for a reason. There's a reason why Facebook is not on my phone. There, <laughs> is, there, there. I, I limit the amount of nonsense that I take in in one day. But <laughs> we, as the church, need to stand up and then also say, okay, for those of us that get the gimmick, right? That understand. Oh, wait, this is about more than reading a Bible in a year, slogging through this life, getting on to get to the good stuff afterwards. Think about that for a second. What kind of life is that? And what kind of God is that? If that's all it is, it's just slogging through this life to get to the next. Man. That's not the Bible. That's not, the that's Bible. not the gospel. And for, for saint and sinner, it is important that that does not change and that is still communicated because there are a lot of Christians out there that have never heard that because that's not what their tradition talks about. Right. Their tradition doesn't talk about spirit or victory right. or intimacy. You know what I mean? People think that you're weird when you start talking about yeah. that kind of thing. You know, and, and, and it's not, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. I, I was just reading the other day in the book of Acts. And the Apostle Paul is in the middle of this argument between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And one group doesn't believe that there's a resurrection, that there's spirits, that there's angels, that there's any of that. You know, and the other group is like, yeah, we believe all of that. And we believe that the spirit spoke to Paul. And so uh, it, it shocked me because I said, wow, that is still happening today that there are yeah. camps of Christians that say there's no spirit, there's no this, there's no that. And there's other like, well, no, there is, there, there's a Holy spirit there. There there's, there there's angels, there's experiences with God. And, and, and I think for each and every one of us, and you said it early on, don't take my experience. Don't take your experience. You need to have your own encounter with Christ, because that encounter with Christ is going to inform how you approach life and what you do from that moment forward. That's what's going to inspire you to do a podcast, write a book, do a movie, build a business, whatever it is that God inspires you to do. It's going to come from that encounter with him. And then you go and you live it. You go and you do it. And other people are going to critique you. Right. Because they yeah. critiqued Paul, they they critiqued Peter, they critiqued they critiqued the people in the Bible. They looked at them and said, "Well, you know, what are you guys doing?" And like, we're living for Jesus. Well, I don't know if those are the way. That's the way you're supposed to do it. That's not what it's about. I'm living for Jesus. I'm going hard for Him. 
So, um, man, we could go on for a long time. <laughs> but what I want to do is I want to give you a chance to, you know, in this podcast with sharing the gospel and praying for someone to have an authentic encounter with Jesus um, from what we've been talking about today. If you could do that, yeah. that would be amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the gospel is hope, right? We all experience all kinds of horrors. There, this life is not short on those. But the thing is, is when when you look at the full scope of reality, there was a creator. That creator of everything knows you. And said, I'm not going to have heaven without my creation. Mm. And so Jesus, the son of God, flesh and blood, proven to have walked this earth, proven to have died and uh, and uh, crucified. And then they never found the body. They never found so many people have tried. You ever notice that? Yeah. People step up to the plate and they're like, I'm gonna find the body of Jesus. You never hear him again. No. You never hear from him again. Because it's there's no body. And all of that happened. So that way, today, standing here, hopelessness has a cure. Yeah. Hopelessness isn't the last thing. Death, that's not the last thing. That's not the last note. Mm. And Understand, first and foremost, there's a lot of people that are going to have you think that God says, wag your finger at this. I can don't do this. Don't do that. Here's this rule book. Here's this. I promise you, I promise you from firsthand experience, from 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 broken sinner to child of God. Yeah, that it's real. I promise you it's real. I ask God show up and he did. Yes. And you can, in a world that has no constant, that offers you no security, I promise you, friend, Jesus is that security. Everything that you've heard about him, it's all real. So, and, and it, is my, it is my honest prayer, or prayer for anybody listening to this. If you are somebody who you know, has heard this and you feel that conviction, you feel that, that pulling deep down inside friend, listen to that because that, that is, that is the best decision that you're ever going to make in your entire life. You know, I, I used to be real hard hearted. I used to be a real angry dude, hated the world. Now I joke around that I'm the stay puff marshmallow man because on the inside, because God made me soft. And that's a good thing. So if you've if you're hearing this, I wanna go ahead and pray. And, and this is just an example, is there's no there's no magic formula to this. Right, right. There's no magic words. That's why Jesus said vain repetitions. It's not it's not about the words. There's that's approach God as a friend. Just as, as as you would anybody. You know what? If you're hurting, God, man, let, let God know. Cry that out. The psalm is filled with people begging God to come and fix it. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay to get hot about it. I promise you that God is not going to disown you for cursing. I promise you that, friend. <laughs> so I want to pray and... If you, I want to, I want to take a second before I pray to mention to the to the people who know God, who have heard this before, but have have are feeling something as far as that as far as that intimacy goes. I promise you that God wants that with you. That you don't. There is no hiding anything from Him, and there is no too broken. There's no limitations on the blood of Jesus. I promise you that. You cannot be too broken for God. So. Stop trying to hold back and just dive headfirst in. He wants you. He's, he wants to have that relationship with you. So if you, friend, are feeling that that tingling, that, that, that pull deep down inside, man, don't ignore that. Yes. That's God trying to talk to you. 
So if you are affected by the uh, by by this and convicted by this, lean into that. Ask God, okay, what? Talk to me. And then listen. Don't turn on Christian music, don't turn on a podcast. Just listen. And I think you'll be amazed at what happens next. So, I'm going to go ahead and pray real quick. Yeah, man, good stuff. Father God, um, first off, I thank you for um, the, the life of every person listening. Father, I thank you for the fact that um, you, you created each one of us uniquely and specially to have a unique and special relationship with you. Father, I thank you for the fact that you sent Jesus to die for me. Father, pray that you forgive me for my sins. Father, I lay what this world says about me at your feet. Father, I believe that you are real. And I believe that Jesus came, lived perfect, died for my sins. Father, I thank you that, that you've, you've given me the ability to be part of the family. Father, I pray that you give eyes to see and ears to hear to anybody who needs to hear this message. That you are real, you are love, and that there is no such thing as too broken for you. Otherwise, none of us would matter. Would make it. Father, I thank you for who and everything that you are, the Creator of the universe, that knows and loves me, and seeks to have that relationship with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Man, this has been a blast. Really appreciate yeah. you taking the time coming on and talking with me, man. Um, we got we to gotta do some more stuff together. Um, when you get kingdom, kingdom on the Road up and going and the stuff that you're doing, man, I would love to come and share some time with you, man. And, uh, hey, well, maybe one day God will make it uh, so that we can hang out in person. You know, yeah. the, the the pandemic has given us great opportunities through technology to reach out to people. But uh, nothing beats being in the same room with another brother in Christ, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks again, man. It's been it's been a blast. Hey, man. God bless. Remember, everybody listening, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.